It's pretty tasty. It's a peach mango lemonade. Wow. And I have a uh, Dr. Pepper filled with 23 flavors. Oh. Open by accident. Episode 14, I think. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. We're up. We're getting there. Yep. I'm Nick. Matt. Uh, so this should be an interesting episode. We're recording in the afternoon as opposed to nine in the morning. Yeah. I'm wide awake and you're the opposite. You're like me, getting up groggy, <laughs> you know, after a shift. Yep. I've been up for quite a while, but that's all right. Yeah. Took a little nap, so I should be good to go. <laughs> so uh, we had uh, did some exciting stuff this week. Yeah. I went to Silver Dollar City. Hey. I got to uh, do the last ride, uh, ride fire in the hole. How was it? It was fire in the hole. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nothing has changed. changed. <laughs> nothing has changed, except for the line length. I mean, now everybody's riding it. Yeah. Well. So, uh, yeah, Silver Dollar City was fun. We went on Saturday. Had a good time. Weather was perfect. It was like in the 70s. Awesome. Um, they have made some changes to the park that since last time we were there. Um I'm trying to think of one last time we were there. I was thinking it was it was pre-pandemic. Yeah, it's been a long so time. So like 2019 maybe? Yeah, it's been a uh, couple years. The parking lot's changed a lot. It's all like really nicely paved now, and they're working on some of the lower sections now, uh, making them better quality. Okay. So just, you know, little quality control items are, are getting updated. That's good. Park still kind of looks the same layout. Um, Since we started with Fire in the Hole, and one of our first episodes was about the fire and the whole closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of merchandise, you know, that they got t-shirts that say, you know, fire in the hole, last ride, shot yeah. glasses, that sort of thing. Um, the line is, we got it in line at the right time and trying to get a 12 year old to understand that when you don't see a long line for uh, something that is going to go away, you, you get in line for it. Yeah. Um, because of course he was, he's a thrill seeker. So he was wanting to go on all the thrill rides and do them in the order he wanted to do them. And it's like, well, we're right here. Line's not that long. Let's do that. We do that. And then, you know, immediately, cause the, um, the saloon show is right next to it. And it's like, okay, dude, like we can get in line for this and we can get in the saloon show. And he's like, but I really wanted to ride wildfire. This was his first time being able to ride wildfire. Cause he's never been tall enough. Right. And so we went and rode wildfire real quick, and then it was a quick on and off, and then we were able to get into the saloon show. But uh, going back to, yeah, fire in the hole hasn't changed. It seemed like the ride went quicker, like the as far as the uh, train speed. I think they they had. I think they sped it up because of the lines and everything. Um, but they have the line kind of zigzagging almost over to the saloon show. That's crazy. It probably hasn't done that for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, a long time. Um, we rode the Frisco Express, which uh, we didn't tip over. That's good. I'm yeah. glad you made it out alive. I, you could see where they've made improvements on the track, where I'm guessing that they had the accident. Okay. I think it was last year they had the accident where it tipped over. So, yeah. Um, but when you're on there, you notice a new structure. And there is a what appears to be a very large building that is going to house a indoor roller coaster which rumor is it's the new fire in the hole. Really? Yeah. Oh. So that's cool. I, I think within the next year we'll have another fire in the hole. So One it's not maybe. necessarily going away, which is cool because that was my biggest fear is it's like, what, you know, what about all of the, um, you know, the special things that are like hanging up in mm-hmm. fire in the hole and maybe they're going to transfer those into that new building if that's what it is. Well, and, and, uh, Silver Dollar City. Silver Dollar City has done a good job of keeping, you know, paying homage to old stuff like the Big Jack Sandwich Shop. I can still see, you know, in windows like the old posters for it and stuff like that. Even though the shop isn't around to buy sandwiches from, you can still see, yeah, stuff from when it was around. Or like in Powder Keg, because uh, that used to be Buzzsaw Falls or right. a portion of it. If you uh, look on the roof of the canopy where you stand in line mm-hmm. in the queue, on top of it is one of the cars from buzzsaw falls crashed into the roof yeah see so so they, they they do recycle things and pay homage to their old rides and uh the such right so obviously if they're gonna make another fire in the hole they're gonna bring back some of the old little knickknacks and stuff but yeah. even if they don't they'll still pay homage in some way so yeah um 
So I mentioned the Saloon Show. Mm-hmm. It is a unique show this year. It's a 50th anniversary show. It was pretty good. Cool. Uh, you know, it's still got the same kind of idea. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, dancing, singing, comedy. Yeah. It's good. I've it's a good time. Enjoyed, I've always enjoyed, enjoyed the saloon shows. Unfortunately, when we went, there was no big show at, like, the the Opry oh, okay. Theater or whatever it is. Like that's kind of up the hill. Do, like, the Christmas Carol for Christmas and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. There was none of that. Um, there, uh, we rode, but we started off the day riding Powder Keg back to back. Still a great ride. I think I still think it's my favorite ride in the park. Do you like it better than Mr. Freeze? Yes. Cool. It's smoother. Every, that's the thing is last year we went to Six Flags mm-hmm. instead of going to Silver Dollar City. Wife and I have decided we will never get tickets to Six Flags again. Really? At least season <laughs> passes. Yeah. Their rides suck. Yeah. They don't take care of them. They are rough riding. This mind this is we're talking about Six Flags, not Silver Dollar City. Right. I mean, it's 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 like night and day difference. Even well, even rides like Wildfire that are you know twenty two years old is a smoother ride than anything in the park at uh, Six Flags. And obviously, like you said, we haven't been in or I haven't been to uh, SDC in years. But I mean, when we went to Six Flags, there was like hardly ever a time when there was a ride with no line. You know, so there's all these rides that yeah. You always have to stand in a huge line, depending on what you want. So you might as well just go to the ones you like because mm-hmm. you're going to be in a line. Whereas SDC, you could come across rides that don't have a line right now because of something, because it's a bigger park. Yeah. Well, and that's 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 There's the thing about with uh, Silver Dollar City is the layout of the park is unique, and it's easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, especially first-time goers, Man, you know, I feel I feel for them. Yeah, they'll stick around the, the entry area. You <laughs> yeah, know, and then not rides. realize there's a whole other section in the back. <laughs> right. So, like, like I said, we started the day off in Powder Keg. I mean, we went straight to the back, no line. We rode uh, Powder Keg back to back, and by the time we went, came back around to the back of the park later in the day, there was a huge line for Powder Keg. So, just a suggestion, if you ever visit Silver Dollar City, head to the back first. Go ride Wildfire. Go ride Powder Keg. Um, you know, forward. Fire in the holes in the same area as Powder Keg. So we were able to ride all three rides, then do the saloon show. And then we started working our way up front. And I think that's when we got on the Mystic River Falls for the first time. That's, that's a new one, right? That's a new one since we've been there. This is a water ride, and you will get wet. Okay. No doubt. <laughs> it You feel like in some, it was it was funny because there was a, uh, it's I think it's an eight-passenger vehicle. It's um the tubular thing like a River Rapids ride. Okay. Um, it's kind of like two rides in one because you start off and you go through the river rapids and there was a girl in our boat and she didn't get wet the entire time until the very end. So you go through the rapids. Great. It's a real smooth ride. You know, you're jump bouncing around in the river and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you hit this, uh, big giant lift and it's huge. Okay. And then they basically lift up your whole boat. I couldn't tell you how many feet in the air. It's definitely the tallest water ride of its kind and then they you go down this uh slide that reminds you of something like what you would you know ride like in a, in a small single inner tube like in a water park okay it does feel like you're gonna bounce off the side on one of the turns how steep is the drop i mean it's just gradual it's very okay. smooth okay it, i mean it looks it's more not like a you know no. plunge <laughs> it it looks more into it, it's kind of circles around okay. and then it goes down um it looks more intimidating than it actually is. It is probably the smoothest water ride I've ever been on. It's so much fun. Uh, but, yeah, you, when you splash down at the last part. You're not going to be dry. <laughs> everybody's wet. That's everybody's cool. wet. That's cool. So, Mystic River is awesome. Uh, we got on it at exactly the right time. It was like 1230. We looked at the line, like, let's go ride that. And, of course, I got backlash from my son because he's like, I want to go ride Time Traveler. I want to go to Outlaw Run. And I want to go. And it's like. Dude, look at the line. I go, it's going to be longer later. Promise. Yep. Let's just do, do it now and we can start drying out. Yeah. Um, so we did, after we did that, we did Outlaw Run. Um, he rode the, the barn swing by himself because I can't do that. Uh, that's not one for me either. <laughs> um, then we proceeded to go up to the front. I think we had lunch at that point somewhere around like 2 o'clock. We proceeded to the front and uh, right as we got up to Time Traveler, they had just opened the gate because the ride had been previously closed. And I said, if you guys want to ride it, this is the time. Yeah. There was still a line. 
it was still like a 20 minute wait, but that beats the crap out of 45 minutes, which was the average wait time all day long. Right. So we um, got in line, made it all the way through the end of the, the line. And it, I seen the sign that said, this is your last chance to get out if you want to. And I did. <laughs> I do not do spinning rides. Yeah. I know this one is not. That before. It's not a, uh, un, it's, it's a controlled spin, mm-hmm. but it does rotate as you're going through the loops. Um, it does kind of launch you a couple times throughout the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so my son and wife rode it. I watched and both of them, after they got off, they, uh, my son loved it. Wife was like, it's not my favorite. I don't, <laughs> I don't like not knowing which direction I'm going and when and where. Yeah. Uh, she said she would ride it again, but maybe like once a trip to the park yeah. type situation. And both of them said, though, because uh, they know how I easily get dizzy. Mm-hmm. If you would have rode it, you would have been sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how it is. You know, uh, I actually have a T-shirt of the Time Traveler before it got built. It was like being built when uh, we were at SDC, one of the last times we were there. And so I bought a T-shirt of it because it was on sale because yeah. it had something wrong with it. I don't remember. But so I still haven't rode in the ride because we didn't go back after that. Yeah. Um, but it, spinning rides are kind of, I mean, I thought I'd be fine with them, too, because yeah. I've never had an issue with spinning rides. But it used to be called the the Tony Hawk. I can't remember what they renamed. Yeah, it to there's a there's Six a Flags. there's a similar ride. But that one, you know, I mean, we had ridden rides, you know, pretty yep. much all day, so that probably could have contributed to it. But I was very nauseous when I got off that one. So well, so so what had happened? I I skipped that ride. I um, and I think maybe that's I, that might be. I might have gotten the timing mixed up because I think we waited for him to go ride the barn swing and then we went back to Outlaw Run for a second time. Because the line was never really long for Outlaw Run. And we rode Outlaw Run the second time. And the cool thing was, is when we rode Powder Keg the first time, Son and I were first car, front row. First time we rode Outlaw Run, first car. Totally different experience when you're like four or five seats back. It's a lot more jerky. Oh, yeah. And I just couldn't, I, I my body can't handle it anymore. You're talking about I, Outlaw Run? Outlaw Run. I, I felt... I felt nauseous after riding Outlaw Run for the second time. Yeah. So unfortunately, when we went back up front uh, for Thunderation, I skipped out on that too, just because I know it's kind of a jerky ride too. It's an older wooden yeah. ride, so. So unfortunately, I'm finding out that in my upper age, roller coasters are pretty rough on me because the next day I felt like I was hungover all day long. Yeah. And we kind of had a conversation about it. It might be the kind of thing where you might just have to take preliminary yes, measures, yeah. you know, yeah. take some Dramamine or something or, you know, yeah, super hydrate yourself. I don't know. Yeah. We had a really good time. Uh, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. The park is still outstanding. It's great. Uh, the atmosphere is awesome. Uh, the interaction with the people that are in the park as characters or, you know, working are so still great. That's what I was going to ask. So since COVID hit, do they still have like the guy who's building the, the log cabin and stuff just all out kind of like display yeah, we see, we've seen the uh what, what do you call him the guy the guy that would um oh like he'd work in a cemetery or the uh the undertaker the undertaker yeah i've seen him walking through the park cool. like normal uh it was funny because uh, when we went to we went to the apple butter place mm-hmm. and we were interacting with jerry and uh got to talking to jerry and uh, he, he was asking everybody where are you from you know and we said and he goes what part and i go it's central missouri and he's like, no, what part of, you know, Columbia are you in? Because I'm from there too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, we started talking and he goes, oh yeah. He goes, I used to live over there. It's a bad part of neighborhood now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of, yeah, kind of a fun interaction. And, you know, we went back through, we bought some souvenirs. Of course, got the kid some apple butter because that's his favorite thing from Silver Dollar City. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, you know, the prices still aren't that bad there. Uh, with season passes, they offer discounts on food. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, you, I don't think that we could have gone to Six Flags. We spent, I mean, three of us ate a meal, and it was like 36 bucks in Did the you, park. You ate in the park? Yeah, we ate in the park. It was $36 for three of us. Yeah, I see. I That's mean, not terrible. You'd be spending like 15 16 bucks per person at so Six it's, Flags it's, probably. Yeah, it's probably, like, it's probably like I'd say 5 to $10 more per meal. At Six Flags than it is at Silver Dollar City. So now something you didn't mention was you made it a day trip. So how was that on you? Fine. Okay. We uh, left that four hour drive. So no, it's not. It's is just it not? a touch over three. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. So uh, 
we uh, we drove up. We left the house around six. Made it to the park right at like nine, which is perfect timing. Parked, walked in. Uh, you know, we got our season passes already like on our our app and phone ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there for the opening ceremony, and then we walked straight to Powder Cake, and on the ride we went. Cool. They yeah, that's open at nine, right? Nine thirty. Nine thirty. So, uh, the the recommendation from me as a as we've gone a few times is get there early. Yeah. Get there in, uh, between thirty minutes to an hour before the park opens. That way, you're in the park, literally waiting to go where you want to go when they open the gates. Right. Well, I mean, we've always done that because well, yeah, because the line builds. You'll yes. be standing in line waiting to well, get into the park, and you can go get a cinnamon roll beforehand. You can mm-hmm. shop in a couple of souvenir shops that are open already. Um, but you know, obviously the rides and, and some of the specialty shops and the main attractions aren't open until nine 30. And that's Um, another thing is that I'm not hating on six flags for, you know, um, I mean, I, I kind of am up for their prices and stuff, but it's like, if you get a funnel cake from six flags compared to SDC, you know, it's vastly different night and day difference. Yeah. Because it's made by some person who loves making funnel cakes from SDC, whereas it's some 16 year old kid. And here's the other thing is it's, it's like. Think about the souvenirs at, at silver dollar city. You have like specialty foods, the food. Yeah. Come go hungry. Yeah. <laughs> go hungry. Yep. That's my best suggestion. Uh, and find you a grandfather mug. Those yes. are, uh, 20 and 11 and before if you have a, That's one if, of the best if you have a, if you have a, um, a, a souvenir oh, mug okay. from 20 and 11 and before, uh, it is grandfathered in where you get uh, discounted refills forever. Yep. yep. It's like it's like a buck and a half for a soda, and it's like two and a half for a specialty drink. Right. And your and your in your uh, season pass discount stacks on top of that. No, you said mug. I, I thought you were talking about the handcrafted ones that they have. Well, yeah, and store. I was going to get to that. Yeah. And then when you get into like actual like physical souvenirs, so Six Flags. You're gonna get like a T-shirt that you could probably buy online or anywhere, really. Yeah. And, and SDC it, has some it's going to be like generic that, stuff. But there's nothing like. I mean, there are some things at Six Flags that are unique to the park, but it's not unique enough, like Silver Dollar City, where they have a blown glass shop or a pottery place where you can get a specialty mug. Literally, the souvenirs are made right there in front of your yes. eyes. Yes. Yeah. It's so. it's a totally different animal i i highly recommend if you've never been to silver dollar city to go if you but like amusement the parks i mean they only have like six real big thrill rides but obviously they're growing i mean they're always updating the park they're always improving it but you're not just going there for the thrill rides because it's the atmosphere yeah and that's the thing is you have to remember is that most theme parks are themed after something so like you know if you're into looney tunes and stuff well yeah six flags is perfect for you you know if that's your bread and butter Yep. Like SDC is all, you know, country living and, you know, the yep. Wild West and everything. And that's, I mean, that's right up my alley on about you. Yeah. <laughs> so I love yeah. that so much more. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Um, that was one thing I also wanted to mention when we we're doing the Frisco uh, train line where they stop and they have the little uh, bit with the, the two brothers that are mm-hmm. sticking up and holding up the train. The uh, train conductor in our particular situation. I guess um, a Patreon gave them one of the big cinnamon bread loaves and they started cutting it up and the three of them were eating it as they go. And literally the train conductor forgot his lines and it was losing. He was, he was breaking character and it was, it was an amazing experience just for him to break character. And and he started like pointing at the person that gave him the bread. It's like, it's all your fault. You know, That's it was, awesome. it, yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying is the the employees at Silver Dollar City, they want to be there. They love what they do. Yeah, they 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 are passionate about this park. They are passionate about what they're doing. Yep. Whereas you know, you go to a place like Six Flags over St. Louis, it's just kids. I feel like I feel like it's just a job. Yeah, summer jobs for a bunch of kids. Yeah, and and I know that there, I know that some people that have worked there in the past or even work there to this day at Six Flags, are passionate about it. But be honest with you, they're they're working in the wrong park. If you're passionate about throw rides or theme parks, that's not the place to go. Because from a patron's point of view, it's not showing, unfortunately. 
Yeah. So. Well, so that was my experience uh, with Silver Dollar City. It was yeah. a great time. We are uh, the both of us are going to go again uh, th- later this summer. Yep. Uh, we've got a group uh, get together that we're going to do uh, in the park. We're going to probably spend a couple more days there. So I'm excited. Um, unfortunately, I probably won't ride as many thrill rides, but. It's there's so what, much to do in the park. So yeah, there's ton, that's just it. Is there's so much more to do, and it, yep. and it's just like okay, well, you know, I'm gonna go do this, and you guys go do that, and we'll meet up later. Yep, yep. It's always a good time. It is. So um, I understand you went and seen a movie uh, yesterday, and yeah, uh, I wasn't invited. Uh, you were. Um, I had no, I wasn't. You about it weeks ago. No, but I wasn't. You didn't reply. As you no, I wasn't. Because you don't know how to use a phone. Um, so, yeah, I went and seen the newest uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie with my parents, our parents. Uh, kind of like a date night, you know, hanging out with Both them. of them? Yeah, both of them. It's a good time. Mom the brought dad? tequila, as usual. <laughs> she brought tequila yes. into the theater? Well, Dad was going to get a beer, but all I have was Budweiser and Bud Light, and of course he is. He's not a fan of that. So, it's, Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. But They had a lot of booze on tap. I don't know why he didn't get a mixed drink, but he was driving. So Okay. You know how he is. But anyways, so yeah, we went and seen the the new Guardians of the Galaxy. This is the first time I've been to uh, this that, theater, and they had recliners. Was it? It, was so, it was so much nicer than the ones in, <laughs> in Columbia. So what's the price difference in comparison to so our I think local? it was cheaper. We was paid. Cheaper? So obviously our dad, you know, he always pays. I, I tried to pay for myself, but. Sure you did. Let me. All right, okay. 32 bucks for three people. And we went okay. at, and we went at 645 So So that's not matinee time. pricing. That's, yeah. Yeah. So okay, I mean, it could have been matinee. Like maybe seven is when they switched the thing. So there's tax. So it was like basically like eight nine bucks a ticket. Yeah, because after tax it was like thirty two something. So that's not bad. Nope. And the, the recliners were electronic. It was nice. I mean, okay. I, I heard my dad snoozing a little bit. <laughs> well, I that's why I was gonna ask that. I was like, so did dad fall asleep? Because I don't. He's not. I didn't. He may not have fallen asleep. He may have just dozed off. But he didn't say a word the whole time. And then of course, mom had to pee seventeen times. So tell tell me what I miss. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to miss the ending. I'm like, this is literally the last big action scene. Yeah. Why don't you fun. just Why don't you just hold it? <laughs> yeah. She didn't want to miss the ending, but yeah. she missed the last you know big action scene. That's yeah. That's whatever. You have to start bringing her a porta potty with her. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Gosh. But um. But no, it was a good movie. Um. I didn't realize that it was kind of a closeout for yeah James Gunn kind of closing out the trilogy. But uh, I think he did a really good job of that. Okay. So, um, definitely recommend it. Um, It'll probably be on uh, streaming services within a month. Yep, probably. Probably on Disney. Mm-hmm. So, You know, it's funny. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not funny how quick things show up on streaming services. Uh, and what I mean that is, like, you can go and rent it or purchase it digitally within the next month. It, it You know, we went and seen the Mario movie, like, what, three, four weeks ago or something? Mm-hmm. And now it's showing up on digital streaming services and it's amusing to go to your Xbox homepage and, and see uh, advertisements for super Mario brothers on your Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and in, in, in that same kind of vein, it's, it's kind of weird how, you know, I, I missed out on seeing Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves. Oh in yeah. Theaters, you know, cause I was like, Oh man, it's in theaters. And, and it was out before I realized it. I'm like, Oh man, I yeah, want to go see third, my, you have a very limited window to go see it yeah, in a movie theater. Cause I wanted to go to see with my D and D crew and everything. Yeah. And that'd have been perfect. It just didn't work out. And then like a week later, <laughs> our brother Thomas is like, Hey, it's on a uh, Paramount or whatever. I'm like, Oh yep. All right. Well, I guess I can, I watch guess it I'll just watch free. it on Paramount. You know? <laughs> okay. Here we go. So it was just kind of like, Oh, all right. But no, great movie there too. But um, okay, yeah. So you know, how many how many screens do they have at this theater? Um, I wasn't really because I know attention. it's not very big. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Is this the one that has the drive through? Yes, or yes. drive in. I'm sorry. So because when we were leaving, they actually had the movie Guardians of the Galaxy three up on the drive in because it was a double feature between that yeah. and the new Ant Man. I was like, oh, oh that's I wish a I perfect. That's I wish perfect. I would have done that. But, yeah, but um, I I still want to do that at some point. You know, uh, go to the drive in and do the. A movie double feature there. Yeah, no, I was telling, I was talking to to our mom about it. And I was like, I'd have to like take a huge nap before because <laughs> I just don't see myself lasting lasting through two five movies. hours. Yeah, of yeah. Movies. one of my old coworkers, he would take him and his kids there because it was cheaper, and uh, um, he he said usually they would be in for the first movie and then he'd be watching the second movie and they'd be in the backseat crashed. Yep, yep. That, so. that was me when I was younger. Yeah, because no, they can't they? really start it until it's dark out. Right. So I think they have like five or six indoor. Theaters. Indoors, okay, and but, then they have the the big screen outdoor. Yeah, for the but I mean, drive-in. just like with the recliners, they obviously have more space in between aisles. So like, if you're fully stretched out, like comfortable, people can still get through. 
Whereas in Colombia, you know, you're, you're banging knees. Yeah, you're banging knees all the time when people yep. are shuffling through. And you actually yep. get to pick your seats. So okay. So you never have to have anybody come between you if you pick okay. all seats together. So Right on. It was it was definitely a better vibe than than what we have here in town. So Okay. But Well, you wanna move on to some fines I had this past week? Yeah, yeah. So it was um, an expensive week. It really was. Yeah. So uh, we had um, we had caught wind of some uh, some some deals. This this, this the, well let's let's talk about the movies. Okay. Well, I was just gonna just kind of lead into it with you know we had, we had caught wind of some deals that you had picked up this past week, and so that's why the main theme of this episode is going to be kind of Matt's big scores. Yeah, my greatest my greatest finds. Yes. And so. I I tried narrowing it down to like things in the wild, not necessarily like. Oh, I bought it for this price, and then I hung on to it. And now it's worth this. It was, it was kind of like, no, it was worth a like lot more. Blue. It was a lot worth a lot more when I bought it than what I paid for it at that time. Right, that's what I'm looking for. Yep, that's what it did. Cool. But anyways, uh, so this week we, um, Nick was a big help and uh, got me a, uh, um, a big score of movies, uh, mostly DVDs and VHS tapes. Uh, just a little backstory. I run a little vendor booth and, um, I sell a lot of movies and my stock was getting pretty low and I had gotten wind of this yard sale in the movies from one of our mother's friends. So this is all mom's fault (laughs) because she sent me a couple of pictures. Now, mind you, the pictures that I was sent do not do any justice to what we ended up buying. They were decent pictures, though. That, they were that decent would, pictures, that and that's, in, and that's you know? the thing is that's what caught my eye, and I'm like, okay, there's Battlestar Galactica, there's X Files, and when I say there's X Files, I mean it's just like the entire like a whole series, row yeah, the entire series of run of X Files yeah. of seasons on DVD. There seemed like there was good movies in the mix, and it was a case where it was the day where I would normally just go over there and do it myself, but I had decided to work a double shift at my regular job, so. I I was I decided that once things calm down at work I uh I I have the freedom to kind of call and talk to um like my family members and I had noticed I got the message and so I called I called my mom and I'm like so where was this and that sort of thing we kind of went back and forth and she's like well I'll call him and or here's his number and just and sure enough um so I called her friend that had sent her the the picture and he ended up running by again, because it was in his neighborhood, and confirmed that the, the, the yard sale was still open. Because this was like 3 o'clock. It was like 3 o'clock. Because you had and then, called me and mentioned, like, hey, yeah. you know, I might and, need your help with something. Yeah. And I was like, that was like at 3. I was like, it's a yard sale. It's 3 o'clock on Friday. Yeah. I don't think it's still open, man. <laughs> well, he drove past there a little after 4, confirmed they were open until 5. I got on the phone with you. You immediately went to the ATM and drove over there. And I'll kind of let you take over... Yeah, so because <laughs> what we what the, just to give you um, paint a picture, the pictures that we'd seen <laughs> that's what we were preparing that's what for. we were preparing for, <laughs> which was probably I would say between a hundred and fifty to three hundred movies. Yeah, it was probably like a table full of decent movies, and then like two shelves and, full of seasons and stuff. Yes, so it, it made it, like three it, pictures. Yeah, so like I said, between 150 to 300 movies, I'd say. So I went to the ATM, pulled out a modest amount of money, you know, not a lot, but mm-hmm. enough for those amount of movies, and headed over there. Um, so I've obviously, I'm not a big haggler. I'm kind of his, you know, sidekick. And when we go out and do things, you think, you'd stuff, think with how much you've done it with me, you I, would know how to haggle. I did a decent job. I thought of what what was happening. Okay. Actually, anyways, go ahead. So when I got there, I um. I asked if they had any movies, you know, because that's what I was there looking for. And one of the ladies there immediately said, oh, are you the movie guy? And I was like, well, I'm one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they directed me to their sunroom, which is like past the garage where they had all their Barbies and knickknacks set up. And so I went back there and I, you know, I played the role of looking through movies like I'm perusing. But then I immediately went back and said, hey, what would you do if I wanted to buy all your movies? Because I had seen all the movies that were in the pictures in the sunroom. And she says, oh, well, let me show you the rest of them. And I was like, Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. So that's when she, because all this was outside in the garage or in the sunroom. Nothing was inside. It was yeah. all closed up. So then she led me into the house, into the first room, which was like a living room of some kind, where they had a wall of movies on bookshelves. And this was more seasons, you know, complete run series. Was that the room that was double deep? 
Yes, this is the double deep room. So like, so, so like there a, was one shelf, but two rows of movies front right. and back. So it was like, well, imagine one of those like wall entertainment yeah. centers where they have yeah. like the fireplace in the center. You know, basically like bookshelves because it's it's as deep as a bookshelf. Yeah, and they were able to put and two half of rows. Them did of, have books on them? So okay, okay, but they were double deep. Yeah. of DVDs. So obviously we, you know, I looked through all those. I'm like, okay, well that's probably another couple hundred or something, you know? Yeah. And, you know, as I'm looking at that wall, he's, you know, in the other side of the room, he's like, oh, here's some more movies, you know, pulls another couple stacks out. I'm like, okay. And she's like, there's more over here in this room. So we go down this hallway and there's another room full of, you know, more little entertainment centers full of movies, more series. And it was kind of cool how, rest in peace, this this lady who was, you know, hoarding or collecting these movies, but she had them all set up. We're going to go with hoarding based upon what's in there. So, I mean, 75% of it was brand new, brand new sealed. Yeah. Not even opened. But the way a lot she had of duplicates, it, which yeah. is why it's hoarding. Yeah, but the way she had it set up was kind of cool. So like she had her Egyptian section, you know. So she had like a couple of books about ancient Egypt, like a bunch of DVDs, and then like maybe some like little sarcophagus okay. knickknacks, you know. So then she, she must have had a UFO section too, because yep. there was ancient aliens, a lot of ancient aliens, yes. a lot of UFO yes. documentaries. She had a Wild West section, the the investigator weird. Oh my gosh! UK so many thing. so many foreign <laughs> uh, murder mystery that TV shows. That was like shows. a wall hanging display. Very so. eclectic collection. <laughs> yes. So anyways, she led me into the second room inside the house where I went through probably another, you know, 75 to 100 movies. I'm like, okay, that's when I'm like, I need to call my brother and figure out what he wants to do with all this because this is more than we anticipated. You're clearly overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, and we're going through this house. This house is a mess. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm shuffling well, the past up, and they keep apologizing for how gross it is. And I'm just like, it's fine. I'm here for movies. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Well, and surprisingly, these movies are in perfect shape. They're immaculate. And then they're also mostly sealed on top of that. I mean, they they literally were purchased and then probably put on a shelf and left. Mm -hmm. So everything's like, everything I've touched and gone through so far has been in amazing shape. Yep. So we went through the second room, and after that, I was like, oh, wow, so I need to call my brother. So then I call you up, and um, I think I just messaged you. I'm like, I'm going to message him and, and find out some details. And I called you. I think you. We, when then we, that's when we got on video chat, I'm assuming? That's not the time. Because okay. at this point... He said, we have more movies downstairs. And I was like, oh, there's a basement. Oh, my gosh. This is a massive house. So then I go down to the basement, and that's where they had all the VHS tapes. And, I mean, it was so many VHS tapes. Still, you know, half of it's sealed. I'm like, like, well, we usually don't take VHS tapes, you know, but I'll ask him, whatever. And then you kept making the comment, like, oh, we'll we'll take them off your hands. And they latched onto that, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to get rid of them. I'm like, well, fantastic. Well, VHS is having a resurgence, (laughs) and when a lot of it is sealed... Yeah. It's like, why not? I just, why was, was a lot of work. Yeah. Why were the VHS tapes down all the stairs? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Cause those are the big income. Inco- I had to make like 30 trips. Because she was re- replacing all of yeah. her yeah. VHS collection. Yeah. With Cause DVDs. there wasn't even a TV down there. It was just, you know, VHS just, tapes on the shelves. You know? Okay. So anyway, so we moved. Uh, so I, you know, saw all that. And that's when I video chatted you. And I'm like, you kind of started trying to show me what you could. I was like, here's the pictures that you saw in the yep. sunroom. And I was like, you know, ma'am, can I go through the house and show them the rest of the DVDs? And they said that was fine. You know, they were very cool people. So then I started showing you the wall of movies, and that was when you're like, I, I can't see any of this, man. Yep. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, and I'm like, well, I'm just showing you <laughs> the volume of yeah. what we're working with here. And that's when I went through the second room. Didn't even go out on the VHS nope. to show you, but that's when you started kind of haggling. Yeah. Via so basically, yeah, basically, I wasn't, I didn't see them, but they could hear me, and I did the negotiation from there, and. Essentially, what they were doing is they were asking a dollar a movie when when we went to the yard sale, and I under and I know that when people are asking a dollar a movie, they're expecting people to kind of cherry pick, you know, pick and choose what they want, buy a few here and there, and that's understandable. There's really not much room for negotiation when you're doing that. But I'm buying everything. That means I'm taking every VHS out of the basement. I'm taking all the DVDs on the shelves. I'm taking the stuff in the sunroom. I'm taking every movie out of their hands and they want to get rid of it. And the be- first thing because I, they're dealing with a death in the family. Right. And I said that to her and mm-hmm. you said that to her. And the first thing out of her mouth was, well, how about 50 cents for everything that's not sealed and a dollar for sealed yeah. stuff. Yeah. So basically I'm like, well, this isn't going to happen because yeah. there's obviously way more than that. Right. And it just, we're not going to, we're not going to take the time to count everything and go through. That means we're touching everything individually uh, by not just stacking up in a pile to get it hauled out of there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so one of the things I asked you, I go, how many movies are there? You think there's 500 movies? Do you think there's 1,000 movies? And you're like, well, there's at least 500. There's definitely more than 500. And it's like, 
because I have, I mean, I, I'm seeing very limited visual of it. Yeah. And don't I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is. At least, for, you know, we had the pictures of the sun. I don't know stuff, the condition the of the stuff. The house. Yeah. You have no idea. So based upon that, and that's how I explain myself. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm taking a risk here because I don't know what kind of shape the stuff's in. I don't know, you know, what stuff I'm actually buying. I don't know the amount of anything because the sellers don't know how many movies they have. Uh, my middleman has no idea how to count. <laughs> 500, uh, you know. <laughs> he said at least 500. So <laughs> what I did is I said, tell you what, I'll take every VHS tape and every DVD and I'll pay $500 cash. And the, I think the husband was very excited to hear that offer. So, yeah, so she kind of ho and hummed about it, you know, and I was like, yeah. okay, so she might have a counter offer or whatever. Yeah. But her son, who was helping me move the movies and, like, mm-hmm. doing it all, was, was, like, he was like, he was like, no, no, this is the son that was there. And he's like, I think that's a good deal, you know. And she's like, okay, well, let me text my husband and, and see what he says, you know. And that's when I was still in the video chat with you, and he called her. And, like, it was kind of like a blind phone call because she had him on speakerphone. And he immediately was like, take that deal. That's a great deal. There you go. <laughs> so, so she's so, like, okay, I guess we're taking the deal. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm buying. I, I said $500 because of the situation. It's like, okay, they're dealing with a the death. They're trying to clear this house out. Right. They want rid of this stuff quick. I'm at least getting 500 items, according to my brother. So that's a buck an item. Yep. Okay. Worst case scenario, I'm into them for a dollar a piece. Yep. Best case scenario, there's a lot more than 500. 500 items, which there is. Just a couple. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm good at math. Maybe I'm good at visualization. Maybe I'm just used to it because I've done it so much. But I counted like one stack of VHS movies after it was piled up and went, okay, there's, you know, 30 movies. There's five piles. Okay, there's, there's 250 movies right there. Oh, and then I have, okay, these stacks of DVDs. There's like 50, 60 uh, in each of these stacks. There's three wide, and then they're three deep a piece. Okay, yep, there's 500 movies there. Oh, and then we have all these bins over here. There's probably there's another 500 movies, and then all the stuff in the back of my truck. Oh, and there's stuff still in the back of her car. Yeah, there's about 2,000 movies. <laughs> so I don't understand why... You wouldn't have said there is a lot more than five hundred. Uh, well, movies. you should have known that when I called you. Okay, I think I think part of it is your your eyes no, are a little close together. I don't you, know. I mean, if you had seen this house and how 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 cluttered it was, disorganized and like, spread out like, the collection like the, was. Yeah, like the movies that I'm looking at. Okay, so like here's the movies in my mm-hmm. visual. Around it is just garbage, knickknacks, pictures, Got autographs. It. So whatever. it was throwing you off. Yeah, because I mean, once so you much clutter. Because I had once once we negotiated a deal. You were then waiting on a vehicle to come right. pick it up. Your wife was coming was to help my me wife. out because I had a pickup truck, but it was raining. It was I was raining. like, I'm not going to put this stuff no. out. In the we're not going to ruin it. No, it's brand, half its brand new seal. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're waiting on her, and I said, while you're waiting on her, yep. pile it up. Just put it all in a place accessible. Good idea, but then, not the greatest idea because we're waiting for like half an hour. Okay. Correct. So I'm sitting there, you know. The, the sons helped me out. Very nice guy. Really, he was a young guy. So, I mean, we had similar movie tastes. So we're, you know, talking about some of the movies. We're hauling up to the sunroom. And we're stacking it all up. And, I mean, it is a lot of movies stacked up. And they're realizing this. They're like, oh, wow. You know. There's so, a lot more than we thought there was. So they start making comments like, oh, well, you know, maybe we should have asked for a little bit more money than 500 bucks to me. You know. And I'm yep. like, oh, well, you know. Well, if they would have countered, I would have said, hey, look. Because I, I understand we the did, money yet. I know it was just a, a verbal th- agreement. I said, but you already agreed to $500 right. for every VHS tape and every DVD in the so house. So that's why I just kind of laughed it off. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know. And, and then and she kept saying, like, you know, well, oh, I'm, I kind of want something to watch. You know, did, did you see this in there or this in there? And I was like, well, no, I don't really. You know, I'm just moving stacks. I don't really, I'm not looking at the movie names, you know. Right. So I was like, I was like, lady, well, you just confirmed it. If you wanted to see something. Do that before the garage sale. Yeah, you should have been doing that all week long. But they told me that they didn't want any of the home movies, which obviously we don't want those anyways. So I went through and took all those out. Yeah. Like if you wanted anything in particular, but besides that, you should have told me then before yep. I was hauling it all yep. across the house. The other thing that was funny was when you were in the dark and didn't know how many movies it was, all I texted you was complaining about moving the VHS tapes because I was sweating, Correct. you know, just making because you're going trips. up, yeah, going yeah. up and downstairs. And I'm, like, and I'm like, next time, don't ever say you'll take their VHS tapes, and you're like. Well, that's a lot of VHS. I hope there's some DVD in there. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you don't know what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> As I'm looking at a full car of DVDs, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. 
So. Yeah. So anyways, my wife shows up, yep. she helps you load it up. She yep. hands you the money to pay, uh, for everything. Everybody's happy. I think, yep. I mean, I am, I know I am because there's a lot more than $500 value here. I, I, but you know, it would have, I probably would have paid more if I was there, but I wasn't. So, you know, Hey audience, don't critique me too much. I mean, I am a little bit of an entrepreneur. I'm trying to make money, make a living. And it, it turned out to be in my favor, but it ultimately was a blind buy because I was not the one there to negotiate and see it. Right. Matt puts off swindler vibes, but he's not really a swindler. Yeah. I try not to, I try not to <laughs> swindle people. Uh, I try to be fair. Um, especially with like, you know, video games, video games, are a little easier to be, um, cause typically people don't have a collection of 2000 video games. Movies is a little bit, a little bit more common. That's another thing too, is I'm not trying to toot our own horns, but we put off a good vibe, you know, cause the lady kept making the comment like, Oh, the, ge- the nice, the nice gentleman's in there looking at the movies and stuff like that, referring to me. And then like, even when we're on the phone haggling, she's like, well, what do you think's a good deal? Like she was trusting you. you. And I'm like, well, and, and that's what I said is I said, well, yeah, that's I, when you I said, this is, like, I said, this is where I feel comfortable. I said, because right. I'm buying it kind of blind. I'm not there to see it. So that's where I feel comfortable because what my brother's telling me is there's at least 500 movies. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give you a dollar. So movie. what I'm saying is if I was more brash and just like straight cut, like where's your movies, you know, I'm here to buy all your movies and just yeah. have a dick about things. How about a hundred bucks? I'll yeah, take them all. I, I probably would have, wouldn't have got the same no. vibe from them. So. No. Yeah. It's, it's all in how you present yourself. It's all in how you talk to people. Yeah. They had just lost a family member. It's yeah. You have to realize that people, not trying to rip them off. Everybody's going through something different. You know, they like every situation. I was in need. I was in need of movies for my booth and they were in need to get rid of them. It's a win-win. Yep. So um, another find I had, another expensive find. I mean, expensive but really good. Yeah. Um, I had a uh, DS and 3DS find. These are all loose carts. Um, I probably paid about 40% of market value. But I'm going to hang on to these, and uh, it's just preparation for Midwest Gaming Classic again. So If you're looking for anything in particular... Read less soft. <laughs> Give us a shout. Yeah. Uh, this is Pokemon Heavy. Yeah. And these are all legit carts. I, like I did. Pokemon Heaven. Yeah. Well, you should have seen my son's eyes when I showed him. Oh, he no. Was freaking you said out. You, were, you said you were going to show him. I know. I shouldn't have showed him because he's like, what? So we got Pokemon Ultra Sun, Pokemon White Version 2, Pokemon Moon, Pokemon Heart Gold Version, Soul Silver, Black, X, Sun. Uh, Alpha Sapphire, Black Version 2, Pearl Version, Omega Red, Diamond Version, Y, Ultra Moon. These are all loose, by the way. White and Plantum. Plantum. Platinum. And then also got an um, Animal Crossing Wild World. So which one's your favorite of those, Matt? Probably Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. I have I have never played a Pokemon game. In I've my never life. played in the DS ones. The last one I played was like oh my Silver gosh. on Game Boy. I got I got so a, many. I got a message from a guy that I normally deal with, and he's like, "Hey man, I scored these. You interested?" I'm like, yep. And then he shot me a price of what he would charge for him, and then we worked out a deal, and it worked out in their favor pretty good, and it worked out in my favor pretty good. So if you guys are missing Pokemon games, MGC yeah. next year. Well, you know, and I was kind of kicking myself in the rear end because I saved all the cases from DS and 3DS cases from my tenure at GameStop when they threw them away. And I had cases probably for every one of these games. And I sold them during the pandemic. I made good money on them, but... Life's a bitch sometimes. Yeah, I would have a lot of complete in box Pokemon games, but... Oh, well, not I'm not upset about it. Still money in your pocket. Yep, it is. All right. So... so. You want to email us? It is openbyaccident at gmail.com. And we're on Instagram, openbyaccident. And with the Pokemon find, we thought we'd talk about some of my greatest finds in the wild. Yeah. So this is spread across throughout my entire collecting tenure. Do you I've have been, them in chronological? Because I was thinking about doing like your oldest first. Man, I don't know. Recent. I know these are all around the same time except for the last one. Okay. Um, one we've kind of talked about, and I'll go ahead and mention it again. Um, that's the Sculptor's Cut find. That's Clay Fighter, 63 and a third, or 60, whatever. Yeah, 63 and a third. Sculptor's yeah. Cut, which is the Blockbuster rental exclusive. Um, 
I found a cart only while on a road trip to the state of Arkansas. We were stopped at a uh, gas station. I was riding with my in-laws. Happened to notice that in the same parking lot, there was a retro video game store. Popped in for a few minutes because they were getting snacks, going to the restroom, gassing up. I had maybe five, ten minutes. So I snuck in there. Um, kind of did a little look around, mainly focused on the display cases because I figured that's where their good games would be. I was correct. And in the N64 case, they had a Clay Fighter 63 and a third, priced at $14.99, and right next to it was Clay Fighter 63 and a third Sculptor's Cut for $14.99. Now, granted, this was probably, I think, around 2009. So that game probably was like $75 to $100 at the time. 15 bucks was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the clerk, you know, I pointed and says, I want that Clay Fighter. I got a movie. And then they... Uh, Try grabbing the 63 and a third. I'm like, no, I want the one next to it. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I ended up scoring it that day for 16 bucks and change after tax. Uh, I then proceeded within the, uh, probably around 2010, 2011, I traded it straight up for a Flintstones 2 surprise at Dinosaur Peak for original Nintendo. At the time, they were both about a $100 game. And at the, I was more focused on Nintendo. Right. So I did the trade. Uh, it was with a close friend. Fast forward to a month ago during uh, Missouri Game Con, I went over to my friend's house and I bought back my sculptor's cut. Yep. But it wasn't $15 this time. Yeah. <laughs> but I do have it back in my possession. Yep, so, cool. And that was what you excited. found in the wild. So I it's found like... it. I, it I, yeah, it's got history with yeah. between my friend owning it for, you know, 12 years. Uh, I found it originally in the wild. Uh yeah, and I that's mean, why when you I wanted, mentioned, I, if I was going to own Sculptor's Cut yeah. again, I wanted to own that copy and that copy only. Right. Otherwise, I wasn't even going to bother. Yeah, because you mentioned you're going over to look through his collection and see what you wanted. I'm like, well, you're going to come home with the Sculptor's? And he's like, oh, I'm going to try. I don't I'm know. Like, dude, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's the one to get, bro. Out of his collection, that's the one like that has meaning to you. Yeah, you need to get I ended up with a bunch of other games. Right. to had a lot of boxes to fill in, and we talked about that before. But Yeah. So Sculptor's Cut, I mean, it's always going to be high on my list of stories when it comes to collecting mind you i've been collecting since 2004 my first find i remember my first find when i restarted collecting because little known fact that you may not know i started retro video game collecting in 1999 i think you mentioned maybe maybe it was 98 it was 98 because i had a really nice nintendo collection of about 100 games that was beyond the childhood games and i always kept it separate uh, that collection was lost to the sands of time, unfortunately, because I left it over at my girlfriend's house because we played a lot of Nintendo together. Uh, we played Dr. Mario. We played the Chippendale game. I had a complete box Chippendale Rescue Rangers 2. Should have left those two games over there. The ones you played. <sighs> I know, but <laughs> I had I had them all over there because I thought, you know, you know, when you're 16, you think this is forever. No, it's not. And so who knows what happened to that collection? I mean, I, I still, I mean, I'm in touch with her, but, uh, you know, like through social media and stuff, I guess I could just ask her it's like, Hey, remember all those Nintendo games left at your house? Then again, do you want to know? Like what if she's like, <laughs> not ah, really them for 20 bucks or, it's or like, yeah, we uh, sold them in a yard sale. You know, we probably sold them for a couple dollars a piece or something. Just save yourself yeah, from just, the hit to the yeah, nuts. And <laughs> that's true. But anyways, uh, 2004 is when I really started collecting and kind of amassed the same collection I have that's attached to that to this day. And um, I can't remember the exact details of what was in there, but there was, it was a super Nintendo collection and it had gotten my, uh, one of my friends at the time, his dad was running like an indoor flea market type place Mm -hmm. and he would buy out like storage lockers. And so he'd have random stuff and that sort of thing. And right at the front counter register, I noticed he had a, a row of like probably like 10 or 12 super Nintendo games. And I looked at him and go, what are you asking on the video games? You know, cause I wasn't, actually thinking I would buy them. And he goes, oh, I usually ask two bucks a piece for them. Now, mind you, this is 2004. Right. So it's like, oh, two bucks a piece. And he goes, he goes, were you interested in them? I'm like, oh, maybe, I don't know. I had, he goes, I tell you what, if you want them, you can have them all for 10 bucks. Like I said, there was like 10 or 11 games. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I remember Super Mario Kart being in there. I remember a Scooby-Doo game being in there. Um, there was a lot of first-party stuff like Donkey Kong Country I just oh, don't man. remember like all the titles. It was a good selection yeah, of games. Fun stuff. And so I was like, oh, cool. I guess I'm going to have to dig out my Super Nintendo or track one down. I don't even know if I have a Super Nintendo anymore. 
But that's what ultimately kicked off my collecting bug was 2004, finding those Super Nintendo so games. So now you finding the deal or trying to get the deal with somebody else who just gave you one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And there <laughs> really cool. wasn't a huge market in 2004 for retro games like that, like there is today. So um, another interesting find, this was when I was probably pretty in, in pretty deep, probably same time frame. It was between like 2008, 2012, somewhere in there. Went to a uh, neighboring town, and there was this place in the downtown area. Um, it wasn't a pawn shop; it was like a it was it was marketed as like a trade shop. So you go in, and it looked like a pawn shop. They had music equipment, they had DVDs, and so what's they, the difference? I don't know. It just wasn't okay. identified as a pawn shop. Um, but uh, the guy in there was kind of creepy and weird. Okay. <laughs> um, and they had video games. And they had, like, you know, modern stuff at the time, like probably like 360 and PS3 games, and they had controllers, and they had some older stuff. And I kind of leaned over the counter a little bit and noticed they had, like, a bin, and sitting on top was some PS1 games. And they appeared to be kind of complete in box. And I said, hey, man, are the games behind the counter for sale? And he goes, oh, yeah, totally. He goes, I just don't have any space to put them in the case. I don't like leaving them out because they tend to walk off. I'm like, I get it. And I said, well, can I take a look? And she said, he said, sure. I, I start digging through the bins and it is just chocked full of PS one RPGs. Oh, man. Tactics ogre was in there. Oh, man. Uh, the final fantasies were in there. Anything square Enix was in there. Um, I mean, it was just all role-playing games. So it's like the cream of the crop. Yeah. And I, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, he individually prices all of his games out here. This is going to be expensive because he's probably going to want to look them all up. Mm-hmm. And I said, so what are you asking on him? He goes, oh, I haven't really gone through them yet, but, uh, you know, the retro stuff isn't really moving for me like the newer stuff. So um, how about a buck a piece? I bought every single one of them. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I had, I mean, I had, I like at the, he didn't have bags or anything. So like my front seat was just chocked full of, uh, I remember Einhander was in there or something, the, the, uh, the square, Soft shooters. The, oh the my PS gosh, there was just hitters, so many. There were so many heavy hitters in there. Really, it was insane. And I remember telling Thomas about it the day I picked it up because he was overly excited as yeah. well. But I ended up spending like seventy dollars because it was like seventy games, and it was the best of the best. Yeah, you'd make your money back on one of those yeah. games. <laughs> every game was complete, and everyone. I mean, you could tell it came from the same collection. They they probably paid half that, and he was just like, "Well, I'm doubling my money," you know, making that kid happy and. On down the road they go. Yeah. So that was an amazing score. That's crazy. But uh, that was, like I said, some little trade. I mean, the place isn't in business anymore, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, you, if you had looked the games, yeah. it might still be in business. <laughs> I mean, I think the last thing I bought from there was my uh, season of the Boondocks on DVD. It's a good show. Yeah, and I, I think I paid like 2 or $3 for it. So do you remember the game store that was over by the mall that you would go to the lands for or not go to the lands for. It was in the Walmart parking lot near our, um, mom and dad's old house. Oh, yeah, I think so. The one that had the little... The back room. Virtual with, arena in the, the virtual back. Arena yeah, back yeah, yeah, What is the name of that game store? Game City. Game City. Yeah, it started out as a kiosk in the mall. Remember correct. that? Yeah. Because I remember you being like, oh, they got some they got some good games. And you, you took it off the little shelf, you know, because I had them hanging up on tags. Yep. And you're like, the game's in the case. <laughs> I'm like, because the guy wasn't even there, I don't think. No. And you're like, no. you just put it back. And you're like, that's going to be a lot of stolen games. And sure enough, like <laughs> the dude was out of business or out of the mall in like two yeah. or three weeks. Yeah. But he ended up opening up his own standalone store. Right. And uh, he'd sometimes get some retro stuff, but it was primarily modern stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a little, like you said, virtual arena in the back room. Yeah, because me and my friends would always go play games, land parties in the back or whatever, order pizzas. Um, but uh, there was a time when he had a nice stack of Nintendo games. I was looking at the stack, and I remember seeing DuckTales. Huh, $8 for DuckTales. Not a bad price. Granted, this is between 10 and 15 years ago, people, so don't get too excited. Uh, right below it was DuckTales 2. For the same price. Whoops. I'll take that one. It was probably like a $75 game at the time when I bought it. So I paid $8 at a retail retro game store or whatever, independent game store for $8. Uh, that's definitely one of those uh, like uh, 
Jay and Billy finds where they find the Flintstones at a um, a game exchange or something yeah. for like $15 or something. And it's just sitting on the rack because they probably priced it as the first Flintstones and not the sequel. Well, uh, and the, the, the headers that they've hit, you know, I mean. Yeah. Which is something that I think we talked about bringing up on this episode was one of their newest episodes. We haven't brought it up yet, so but we haven't talked we'll about it. We'll talk that. about that after your scores. Yeah, well, or maybe we'll save it for the next episode. That's fair. That's fair. So um, so it, I, uh, DuckTales 2 is a big one. Um, another one that was kind of an uh, interesting story is I was in a pawn shop, and I found a JVC XI. It wasn't in with the video games. It was in with the uh, audio and video equipment. Okay. And I seen the price tag on it and it had the power supply with it. Uh, but it didn't have a controller or anything with it. It no was just a, it was just a power cord in the system. And they were asking thirty bucks. Um probably at the time it was like a two hundred dollar value item. With, our, with what what was there? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'd say I'd say a good estimate was probably like two hundred. Okay. Brought up to the counter and they're like, Oh, you want this C D player, huh? We weren't sure what to price it at. I'm like, yeah. And uh so I hand them $30, and they're like, cool, man. So uh, what are you going to hook up the CD player to? I'm like, you know this isn't a CD, just a CD player, right? And they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's a JVC XI. It's a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD built into one unit. Really? Well, we didn't know what, to, what, what it was, so we didn't know how to price it. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, hey, I appreciate the deal. I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, thanks, man. And they're like, what year is this? Probably 10 years ago. So internet was around, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just sure. Definitely. So it was, just, it, it, was, it, was, it was hilarious because, okay, they yeah. thought it was just a CD player. You'd hook up to your TV. And Take you five seconds like, to look up four letters, XI. <laughs> they didn't know how to price it. They surprising JVC, yep, and they're yep. just like, no, oh, it's a so CD player. with the sound stuff. Yeah, I can't remember if it says like karaoke on there or whatever, but <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of, it was, an, it was, an, well, it was amusing. Because if there was a controller, they'd be like, oh, it's a video game system. Correct. But no controller games. Yeah, like, it came in as a system. And the thing worked great. It worked. Awesome. I mean, it was. I had no issues. Did you slap it, it or did you end up getting rid of it? I, I end. I ended up. Um, that this is tells you how long ago it was. That was part of the trade to get the price down on the Neo Geo. Oh, your cab. Mm-hmm. Oh no shit. Yep. Oh. Okay. So I traded that. That was before you had a baby. My Sega. <laughs> my Sega Nomad. So yeah, I guess it'd be you know like 13, 14 years yeah. ago. I traded that my Sega Nomad an Atari seventy eight hundred. And some cash for a uh, Neo Geo MVS four slot with seven games. And there's something special about this cabinet, right? Yeah, it is the cabinet that came out of our local arcade that closed up years ago. So you probably played on this when you were a kid. I did. I, pl- I, I played this as <laughs> a teenager. Yeah, so that's and, really cool. And I own the, that that See, cabinet. It's another thing, just like Sculptor's Cut. It's the stuff yep. that you have history with, you might yep. as well just hold on to. Yeah. You know, or try to get back. So this uh, last find was actually recent. It was uh, during our right after the pandemic. I uh, went to one of my local places I go to get games. And they had uh, quite a few games traded in. And a lot of them were sealed. I ended up with like close to 50 games. Spent about $1,000. A lot of money. Yeah. It was a little bit of a gamble for me at the time because I was in between jobs. And uh, there were three highlights to this this lot. I mean, mind you, this there was a lot of good stuff. A lot of PS1 games. I mean, I still have a couple of the games. Like there was a, a sealed Gran Turismo Greatest Hits to give you an idea of the not-so-great stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's Ratchet & Clank Nexus for PS3 brand new sealed you know it was the collection was kind of all over the place but it was like ps1 and forward um but the three highlights were all brand new sealed games and i ended up because it was at the time when sealed games were all the craze getting them graded was the craze so i sent them off to get graded okay um i ended up with a vandal hearts 2 for ps1 sealed Brand new sealed. It ended up grading like a 9.4. Um, I ended up with a Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy Color. 
and that's something I remember you showing me because I was like, they, they made this for Game Boy? <laughs> it's a very hard game to find, yeah. let alone seal. Sealed. <laughs> so it's like, how did they get this? <laughs> how long have they it, been sitting on it, this? It graded the worst of the three games. It graded an eight. But still, it's an eight, you know? Yep. And then the last one, which happened to be the big winner, was Final Fantasy VIII Black Label Sealed. Uh, you'd think that the the game that is harder to find and more valuable in a used condition or even a card only mm-hmm. would have brought more money, but no, it was it was the Final Fantasy VIII. So what I had done was what like, did it grade as nine point eight, nine point eight, and and it, that was that was the kicker is it graded, you know, really well. Yeah, um, I ended up sending them to Heritage Auction, Auctions, uh, and they auctioned all three games off and ended up doing really well with those three games. But this was like the end of 2021. So it was, no, I'd say it was like mid 2021. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like May of 2021 when I auctioned them off. So it was, you know, right when it started to tip over where people realized, Hey, this isn't the way to go. Yeah. Uh, so I did it right at the peak. Like if I were to auction them off right now, I don't think they'd gone for what I sold them for. Right. Right. So it turned out to be one of my best finds just because of timing. Yeah. It was perfect timing. Granted, you know, I didn't pay near as much as what I sold them for, just those three games alone. So on top of that, I had another like 40 plus games to exactly. resell or put in my collection. And some of, most of those, like you said, were... And they were top tier games. Yeah. And a lot of them were sealed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know where this collection came from, but it was just like, how and why? Well, what, but what makes me think is, like, I like to think of why things ended up like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if it's, like, a greatest hits of Gran Turismo on PlayStation 1, you know, or, or yeah. Ratchet & Clank, it could have been stuff that was on a deal for, like, a Christmas sale or something like that, you know? And they're like, oh, I'll pick it up, you know? Might, I might yeah, Black Friday then, type thing. Yep, and put it on yep, the shelf. And put it on the shelf and just not never got it. Yep. Think think about my Xbox collection. Yeah, it, would have, it would be the same thing if you would have put yours in a garage yeah. sale or something. 60% of it is sealed. Because I bought everything. It's like it'd go on sale, it'd go in the clearance bin. They would do like some sort of like special display where these games were $4.99. I just bought them all. Yep. Well, and that's how you funded some of your stuff because you're like, okay, well, I'll keep one sealed, sell the rest off, and use that towards yep. more games I don't have. Yep. So, um, But anyways, uh, yeah, that one that one was more recent. Uh, it was a great find. Uh, it, it, it probably shouldn't have been a great find. But, you know, it helps. I'm, I, I guess I, I can't stress this enough. Communication is key. If you want to find things for, to add to your collection, you got to communicate. You got to tell everybody you know or you interact with that you collect video games. And yep. when you do, they will come. It's kind of like that Field of Dreams saying. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. If you tell them, like how you, they're going to contact you. Like he got those movies. It was a friend of our mom. Who knew you were a movie guy? Exactly. Like, like hey, you exactly. know, maybe he'd be interested in this. Not even knowing if they had all the stuff in the house. No, he just like, seen oh, what they had. Some movies out on display. Piece, you know? He's like, hey, maybe he's interested in these. So we, we middleman like four different ways because you're yeah. calling mom to get his number yeah. and calling me. So. And that's the other Pays thing off. is 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 always be ready to buy. Yep. If you, you know? well, if you want to collect and stuff, be yeah. ready. If you're if you're if you're pull a, the trigger, if just be ready to pull the trigger yep. because cash is king, and when you show people money. You're gonna get a better deal. Well, that and if you're not ready to pull the trigger, somebody else probably is. Yep. So, yep. so those were a few of my few few <laughs> greatest finds. I've had a lot more in the past. Yes, he mentioned he had a couple, and I was like, a couple, dude, yeah. you had a lot of finds. And he's like, yeah, yeah I'm on the spot. <laughs> so maybe we can revisit that later on. Definitely, and, and, and you know, I'm sure we'll kind of throw them in here and there. Um, I will say, I give one honorable mention because it's not my find. I thought you didn't like honorable mentions. Just when you do it. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so when I was working at another job, I had a coworker that was a gamer and uh, his son was a big video game collector as well. So we would kind of talk about that sort of thing and, and he would buy some games here and there from me and that sort of thing. And, uh, but he would also go to like the yard sales like I would and, and buy games. And he went to one of the neighborhood sales that I happened to miss going to that particular year just because, um, whatever the circumstances were. But this was probably like five years ago or so. And his son was out yard sailing and happened to find a complete in box earthbound 
at a yard sale wow. and paid $10 for it. Wow. That's so, insane. I mean, granted, that was five years ago. What else was at that sale? You but know? don't ever give up. <laughs> yeah. You will find stuff if you're persistent. And that's why we'll probably talk about it later. But, you know, um, if you guys haven't watched Game Chasers on YouTube, they have a more recent video of finding an abandoned video shop. I know. And I think inside, I'd really like so. to talk about that in depth just because it was such a unique episode. Yeah. And we'll run into the long this one, but yeah. um, we'll and definitely it, go into was, the next one. And it was one. really good. Yeah. It was a really good episode. So I uh, highly recommend you check out the Game Chasers on YouTube if you haven't already. Yep. Games are still out there, people. They're stupid, but they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think we're going to wrap it here. Yep. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And again, if you'd like to reach out to us, uh, send us an email at openbyaccident.com at gmail.com. We did get an email this week. Did we? Yeah. Who the heck sent us an email? I am so sorry. I am drawing a blank. Well, we'll get back to you on the email. Derek Boy. sent us an email. Derek. Derek sent us an email. Derek, thank you for the email. I can't even remember what it was about. We will talk about it in the next episode. Yes, we will. <laughs> so We also have an Instagram, so feel free to yeah. message us on there. Or maybe follow, we'll, give us maybe we'll send you a picture of all these Pokemons. Pokemon games. Yeah. So with that, we're going to close it out and we appreciate you guys. Thanks. I think he's got to go poop. No, I'm good. Mm. Pinch it off. Total hit poking out. Yeah. I think dad called us while uh, we were recording. Classic. Hey, is this still live? No, we're good. Oh, crap.